the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge. Thus have I heard, as the Blessed One was dwelling in Rajagriya at Vulture Peak Mountain, together with a great gathering of the Sangha of monks and a great gathering of the Sangha of Bodhisattvas. At that time, the Blessed One entered the Samadhi that expresses the Dharma called Profound Illumination. And at the same time, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, while practicing the profound Prajnaparamita, saw in this way, he saw the five skandhas to be empty of nature. And the power of the Buddha, Venerable Shariputra, said to Noble Avogateshvara, Safa Mahasafa, how should a son or daughter of noble family train who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita? Addressed in this way, Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, said to Venerable Shariputra, O oh, Shariputra, a son or daughter of noble family who wishes to practice the profound Prajnaparamita should see in this way, seeing the five skandhas to be empty of nature. Form is emptiness, emptiness also is form, emptiness is no other than form, form is no other than emptiness. In the same way, feeling, perception, formation, and consciousness are emptiness. Thus, Shariputra, all dharmas are emptiness. There are no characteristics. There is no birth and no cessation. There is no impurity and no purity. There is no decrease and no increase. Therefore, Shariputra, in emptiness, there is no form, no feeling, no perception, no formation, no consciousness, no eye, no ear, no nose, no tongue, no body, no mind, no appearance, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, no dharmas, no eye datu up to no mind datu, no datu of dharmas, no mind consciousness datu. No ignorance, no end of ignorance up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times by means of Prajnaparamita fully awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequal mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth, since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way, Teyata om gate gate paragate parasangate bodhisoha. Thus, Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Avogateshvara, Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this, Venerable Shariputra and Noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, Asuras, and Gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. <laughs> Do <laughs> <laughs>
clouds of knowledge and love and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready a shower of rain the teachings deep and wide
I send forth this jewel mandala to you, precious Guru. Idam Guru Radha Mandala Gandhiradha Yami ตาลาดิตมันดูมาดูลาดิวะอดีชาลาดิตาอดีชาลาดิตาอดีชาลาดิตาอดีชาลาดิตาอดีชาลาดิตาอดีชาลาดิตาอดีชาลาดิตาอ
This section shows how one should properly explain the teaching, how one should uh, behave, and what the manner in which one should give a teaching. Uh, and then the next is from the side of the student, uh, how he or she should listen to the teaching, the appropriate way to listen. Uh, so this is the third category, the great way to listen to uh, and explain the teaching. And then the fourth category is how to lead students in the actual instructions. Uh, so now we've arrived at that section on leading the students in the actual instructions. Uh, and we've uh, gone through the first couple of sections. The first section uh, deals with uh, how to rely upon the teacher uh, that is the root of the path uh, um, and then goes through uh, um, uh, various categories of, of uh, um, how to rely on the teacher and, and then uh, um, uh, how to sustain that meditation and, and, uh, and so forth. Um, uh, so then uh, after that section is completed, uh, we um, have two specific categories uh, um, that we have uh, uh, um, after the um, relying on the teacher that is the root of the path and the sustainment of the meditation and the me refuting the misconceptions, these three categories we went through. We get to the next section, uh, which uh, deals with how to proceed once one has relied upon the teacher. Uh, so that's the section that we're in. Uh, and then uh, it begins with uh, two categories within that section. First is an exhortation uh, to take full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, and then the next section is uh, how to actually take advantage of uh, the life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, so we're currently in the how to take advantage of the life of leisure and opportunity section. Hmm. โอ้จะตัดเนี่ยตัดเนี่ยบ่จะตัดเนี่ยบ่ชุยตะลอนจีนอาจารย์เงี้ยบ่จะบ่ตัดเนี่ยบ่เนี่ยบ่ชุยง
section begins uh, um, again there are two categories in this set we'll start there there's two categories in this section of how to take uh, full advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity uh, there are the first is how to develop certain knowledge of a general presentation of the path uh, and the next is the actual way to take full advantage of leisure and opportunity uh, so in that first section which is the general presentation uh, uh, of the uh, how to develop certain knowledge of the general presentation of the path uh, we have two categories. The first category is uh, how to uh, how all scriptures are included within the paths uh, of the three types of persons. Uh, so that's the first category. And then the second category is why students are led in stages using the trainings of the three types of persons. So the reason for uh, these stages uh, of training. So uh, these are the first two categories under uh, the general uh, um, how to develop uh, certain knowledge of a general presentation of the path. So in the first category, how all scriptures are included within the teachings for three types of person, uh, persons, we find six points that are made um, by Lama Tsongkhapa. And in the Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment, in the beginning, we find a stanza that says, uh, understand that there are persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great. I shall uh, write, uh, 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 write clearly, I, I shall identify clearly their characteristics, or I shall define these three uh, very, very clearly. Uh, so uh, the first point that's made, it shows how within that first uh, statement that all uh, scriptures are included. Um, so it's a, that's a summary of what's to come. So the first point is just a brief uh, uh, explanation, is that statement of the first, of that stanza, uh, where we find all of the material to come. And then the next point that's made is a more expanded understanding of uh, uh, the first, actually the next three points that are made uh, are more expanded uh, explanations of those three types of persons. Uh, so Atisha said, understand that there are uh, three types of persons, small, middling, and great. Uh, so the second point that's made is an explanation of the teachings that are for persons of small capacity. Uh, so, and then the, the third point is a, uh, an explanation of the teachings uh, for beings of medium capacity. And then the fourth point is the teachings for beings of great capacity. So there's uh, those next three after the first one are an expanded explanations of those three types of persons. Uh, and then the fifth point is the identification of the source of this material. Where did this uh, uh, material on the three types of persons come from? And then it shows how the uh, source of this material uh, is from uh, a, a Lord Buddha uh, and a Sangha and so forth. So um, uh, it states uh, um, that, that, that the source of these, uh, uh, this material is this. Uh, and then the last section, uh, um, uh, deals with the, the two types of uh, s small scope or uh, two types of beings of small capacity. Uh, and it says that the, those uh, dealing with uh, this life and those dealing uh, with future lives. Um, let me see. I want to see if there's a, an actual. Uh, 
Okay, so Rinpoche is saying ex what I said was the two types are ones that are, are focused on things of this life. Uh, I was just looking for the technical term of each those two. But to explain them, one of the individuals of the small capacity is thinking of things of this life, and the other is only thinking of those uh, propelling karmas for future lives. Uh, so uh, those are the two categories within the person of small capacity. Uh, so those are the six points that are, are made. Uh, the sixth one dealing with uh, those two types of um, um, uh, small capacity uh, practitioners. So, uh, we initially find that uh, um, the story of Buddha and Buddha accumulate, um, Buddha uh, achieved the mind that aspires to enlightenment or bodhicitta and then accumulated merit uh, over three countless eons. Uh, so, the union of method and wisdom was able to achieve uh, complete Buddhahood uh, and then turn the wheel of Dharma for sentient beings. And all of these things that the Buddha did were specifically to benefit others, for, the, for others to be able to achieve happiness. Uh, and when we look at happiness, there are two categories of happiness. The happiness of high status, uh, which refers to the happiness of the achievement of rebirth in the higher realms, uh, and then the happiness of certain goodness. Uh, and certain goodness uh, refers to the happiness of liberation uh, or uh, omniscience. So there are two divisions of certain goodness, uh, um, those certain happinesses of liberation or nirvana, and then the happinesses of complete Buddhahood. What did you do? And if we were to really, I'm sorry, I forgot one thing. If we were to summarize uh, these capacities and the explanations and so forth, we would be referring to pathways that lead to the higher realms, pathways that lead to liberation, uh, and pathways which lead to uh, um, complete Buddhahood. If we were to look at the small scope, medium scope, and great scope, they correspond with the pathways to the higher realms, pathways to liberation, and the, ultimately the pathways to complete Buddhahood. So all sentient beings possess uh, the ability to achieve 
these uh, goals. They have the ability to achieve the path, uh, engage in pathways which lead to the higher realms, engage in pathways which lead to nirvana or liberation, engage in pathways which lead to complete Buddhahood. So all sentient beings possess this potential for these uh, achievements. Uh, and the reason that all sentient beings possess this potential is that all sentient beings possess mental consciousness. Uh, and this mental consciousness uh, uh, can be uh, cleared of the things which keep one from those uh, forms of happiness, those, those goals. So because we have this uh, mental consciousness, uh, the mental consciousness is a sign of this potential. So there are, uh, this me the, all sentient beings possess what is called Buddha nature, and there are two types of Buddha nature or Buddha potential. There is the uh, natural nature, or the, uh, um, the natural nature, or the Ranjini, natural nature, sorry, that's natural Buddha nature. Uh, and then there is the uh, um, Tathagata essence, or uh, the, uh, which is Buddha nature. So the first is referring to the lack of true establishment of the mind uh, that all um, uh, beings have. So this is the natural uh, Buddha nature, or Buddha potential, and the lack of true establishment. Uh, and then the mental consciousness itself uh, is the Tathagata essence, uh, which is the type of Buddha nature or Buddha potential. Um, so here, the mental consciousness can uh, um, be cleansed of all the obstructions which or stains. Uh, um, and stains refer to those mistaken views uh, such as the uh, grasping at true establishment. Um, so once these obstructions or stains are removed, uh, one is able to uh, achieve the results of, of the happinesses that these stains keep one from. Um, so one removes uh, these obstacles or stains in the same way that one uh, could wash a cloth uh, in, uh, of a stain. Um, uh, so a stain can be removed from a cloth uh, by washing it over and over again. And likewise, through engaging in practices, the mind uh, can have the things that are stain, staining it uh, removed as well. The negativities that are staining it removed as well. We look at the mental, the mental consciousness and the mind in non-religious uh, activities. Uh, the mind has the ability to uh, engage in, uh, go to school, uh, do the work at school, go to school. 
uh, and study English and science and, and, and get rid of uh, all sorts of levels of unknowing. Uh, so the unknowing of these subjects uh, can be gotten rid of uh, by learning and then the uh, lack of knowing uh, is removed. And, and likewise, one can do the same relative to religious topics such as the two truths and the four noble truths uh, um, and future lives, past lives and future lives uh, and the teachings for beings of small, medium and great capacity. So all of these uh, things can be understood uh, by learning in the same way uh, that one learns other topics. These are all just areas of unknowing that are, are uh, the unknowing is removed by learning and knowing. So where does the mental consciousness arise from? Uh, the mental consciousness uh, is caused by a previous mental consciousness. Uh, so uh, mental consciousness becomes, uh, the, the previous mental consciousness becomes the cause of the current mental consciousness. Uh, and then if we trace this, we find uh, the mental consciousness of this life uh, caused by the mental consciousness of the intermediate state, uh, which is caused by the mental consciousness of the previous life before uh, the intermediate state. And then we find beginningless lives and beginningless mental consciousness. So uh, here, this is uh, how we um, um, uh, show this mental consciousness uh, having these beginningless arisals. Because mental consciousness has always caused mental consciousness. Not, Non-mental consciousness has not. So consciousness uh, um, uh, is from a previous consciousness and we find beginningless consciousness. Uh, Non-consciousness has never created consciousness. Uh, consciousness uh, is, uh, previous consciousness creates consciousness. In the same way that non-rice uh, can't create rice, Rice creates rice. Previous rice crop creates this rice crop. Non-rice can't create rice. Uh, so it has to be concordant. Uh, so this is how we show uh, the mental consciousness uh, uh, having this beginningless arisal. What did you say about the Shibal Tomba? What the Shibal Hamangamangama ever shares on Joangama? Joel Tomba, what the Shinaman? So then when we posit this begin beginningless. Uh, consciousness, uh, then we can posit this uh, um, beginningless uh, lives, a, a life, a uh, uh, previous life, and a previous life before that, and a previous life before that, and a life before that, and a life before that. So we can posit these uh, beginningless lives after we've posit this beginningless mental consciousness. <laughs> So where does the consciousness go? Uh, the consciousness of this life, uh, when one leaves, uh, when one dies, goes to the future, our future life. Um, it's like uh, moving out of an old hotel 
and moving into a new hotel. Uh, um, so this is where, uh, where the consciousness goes. The consciousness uh, goes to uh, our future the future life. Uh, and the consciousness has no beginning. And likewise, the consciousness also has no end. There's no end of consciousness or beginning. What the Shiba del Dadulia never you are, Tabandria never you are, Sajia never you are, what the Dunism are better. So this consciousness has the ability to go to the higher realms, has the ability to achieve the state of liberation, has the ability to achieve the state of uh, Buddhahood. What the Landog Chungun did the church of Jebuson to Sheba, Jebu Chungula, Dingula, Jebu Chimbila, Tamalo, and as easy Sheba till you are. Uh, so this is why in the beginning of Atisha's Lamb for the Path to Enlightenment, he states, understand that there are persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great. I shall write clearly identifying their characteristics. The reason for saying this uh, uh, is because of this potential. Uh, and the small is referring to the pathway which leads to the higher realms, medium, the pathway which leads to nirvana or liberation, and great, those pathways which lead to complete Buddhahood. Uh, so here, uh, this is... Uh, this is what Atisha was speaking of, and 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 the, those these are the reasons, or those are the reasons, uh, the reasons stated are why this potential exists. All sentient beings have this potential. Brain. So the mental consciousness itself, uh, uh, so the, there are two kinds of consciousness when we look at the consciousness. There's the brain that we think of when we think of the mind itself. And there is the consciousness that is abiding there, but then there's uh, other consciousnesses uh, when, that are not abiding uh, as a basis in the brain. Uh, and Wang uh, Xie, when we look at the uh, uh, um, uh, sense powers themselves, we find the eye sense power, nose sense power, tongue, uh, uh, ear sense power, tongue sense power, tactile sense power. Uh, um, we find these sense, other sense powers. Uh, so there is the, um, there is a mental consciousness that serve, is in the basis of, as in the brain, but other mental consciousnesses that are elsewhere, not connected to that necessarily. So there is a, uh, when we look at um, mind, we can see that there are two. Uh, the mind that is connected to the brain uh, and then the mind that is uh, not connected to the brain itself. Uh, the, the, the mind that the 
So if we can think about this and arrive at the idea that we can um, engage because of this mental consciousness and the pathways which lead to the higher realms and the pathways which lead to nirvana or liberation and the pathways which lead to complete Buddhahood, it would be very good. And we can understand this, then we uh, begin to understand uh, what is uh, meant by this medium, uh, small scope, medium scope, and great. So the, as, as Buddhists, um, we believe that it is a, a mind uh, that creates the, the realms of cyclic existence. Um, it is a positive mind uh, that creates the higher realms of cyclic existence and a negative mind uh, that creates the lower realms of cyclic existence. So the, the Buddhist view is that uh, the mind itself is the creator of the different realms and, and translators know for uh, desire realm form and formless realms so what the three realms are referring to so in the Christian tradition Hindu tradition and others there is an idea of a creator God uh, and this is a uh, one so we have to find though what is uh, beneficial within them uh, because there are all uh, all of these religions have um, uh, beneficial uh, aspects. All religion has to have beneficial aspects uh, and even in the Buddhist uh, uh, tradition we find uh, four tenet systems that are, are different uh, even uh, from one another within Buddhism so uh, the differences are okay. We, we just have to find uh, the good, there is the, the, the what is good for us and uh, Sakya Pandita is uh, great, the great master Sakya Pandita is quoted as saying that once one uh, truly uh, um, um, understands, repeat, then, then he or she will see uh, there aren't as many differences in religions. 
they are not mutually they are not mutually exclusive we can uh, be uh, friends or friendly if one, a, a real scholar understands that there are not mutually these religions are not mutually exclusive and uh, when one uh, understands uh, these, then one uh, understands uh, um, these principles, one's ab ability to understand the uh, um, uh, uh, small, medium, and great capacity teachings becomes uh, enhanced. So the teachings for beings of small capacity uh, have uh, pathways which lead to the higher realms, and those pathways are practices. Uh, and, and the practices are the following. First is going for refuge to the three jewels of the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. The second is engaging in ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities. And the third is if one has engaged in non-virtuous activity, acknowledging that downfall. And by doing so, by engaging in these virtues, one is able to uh, achieve rebirth into the higher realms. The ten non-virtuous activities are pathways to the lower realms. Uh, the virtue and non-virtuous actions are engaged in through our body, speech, and mind. Uh, so if we engage in, uh, uh, in uh, virtue and non-virtue have various degrees, small, medium, and great. If one engages in a small level of non-virtue through his or her body, speech, or mind, this creates rebirth into the hell realm. A, I, I, I'm sorry, a great amount of non-virtue, this creates rebirth into the hell realm. If one engages in a medium degree of non-virtue, this creates rebirth into the hungry ghost realm. If one engages in a small degree of non-virtue, this gives rise to rebirth into the uh, animal realm. Uh, the same is true for virtue, there are degrees. If one engages in the greatest degree of virtue, this gives rise to rebirth into the uh, God's realm, a medium degree of virtue, demigods, and a small degree of virtue into the human realm. Uh, so our actions have degrees, uh, and the degrees have corresponding results. <laughs>
The next uh, level are those uh, teachings which allow one to achieve liberation or nirvana. Uh, and it's through abandoning uh, the grasping and true establishment that one can abandon the afflictions and then therefore uh, achieve uh, the state of liberation. So the pathway to that nirvana or liberation uh, are the, is the three highest higher trainings. The highest higher training in ethics, highest higher training in concentration and wisdom and then that concentration and wisdom is a union of calm abiding and special insight which has as its object of observation emptiness so uh, through the pathway uh, through the three highest the pathway of the three highest higher trainings one can achieve the state of liberation uh, and this is the medium scope medium capacity teaching uh, and then, uh, if one uh, engages in these practices, it's possible, yes, to achieve liberation and get rid of the afflictive obstructions. But the imprints of those afflictions, which are the obstructions to omniscience, can't be removed in what, unless one engages in uh, the teachings for beings of great capacity. Uh, which requires one to have uh, uh, method and wisdom and requires one to engage in the mind that aspires to enlightenment uh, or bodhicitta, uh, practices of bodhicitta, and then uh, from there, uh, the six practice of the six perfections. Uh, so it's necessary to uh, engage not only in those training, the higher trainings, but also in the mind that aspires to enlightenment. Uh, and these are, uh, fall categorically under the great vehicle, uh, or Mahayana teachings. Uh, and the te these are the teachings for beings of great capacity that allow one to get rid of the shiji, the obstructions to omniscience, and achieve the state of Buddhahood. <laughs> So other religions have uh, similar concepts. If you go for refuge to God, uh, then one can go, will go to heaven if there's this kind of faith or refuge. And uh, uh, in the Buddhism, we have uh, uh, this idea of going for refuge and achieving a higher realm rebirth and liberation. So there's similar concepts in all religions. So it's nice, it's very good if we can understand what those are, the similarities. So if we look directly at the text, it's a little bit uh, complex, but the meaning of the words in this text, the, this, that, this is the meaning of these words. Uh, 
uh, is made by Baba Vega, um, and, and who shows that there are the prerequisites uh, um, um, in, in a similar way. Uh, that each of these are stages, they're prerequisites for one another. Uh, so, uh, and uh, uh, Meti Dayan or Ashvagosha is speaking of them in, as stairs, uh, and then Baba Vega uh, speaks of them um, uh, 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 through, uh, uh, um, uh, I'm in a similar way. Ramachay said similar, so in a similar way. And then the third point that's made uh, is almost a debate that goes on about why one needs to go through these stages, why one can't just start at the teachings for beings of great capacity. Uh, so why one has to study the small and the medium, why one can't just begin at that uh, uh, last uh, set of practices. Uh, so these are the three, the three points that are made, the point made by uh, Ashvagosha, the point made by Baba Vega, uh, which is similar to Ashvagosha's, and then the, the debate that goes on. So there's three, three sections. So first we find Ashvagosha's uh, um, uh, 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 quote to be similar to Atisha's lamp where it states understand that there are persons of three capacities, small, middling, and great. Uh, I shall write clearly identifying their characteristics. Uh, we first, uh, Lama Tsongkhapa shows how uh, um, uh, we find uh, in Ashvagosha's text the same content uh, and then in Baba Vega's text the same content. So there are two uh, quotes here from Indian masters to show uh, the source of this um, explanation. <laughs> So Atisha's lamp for the path to enlightenment is like an ocean. Uh, it's uh, compared to an ocean of illustrious explanation because uh, it has streams of excellent classics from uh, the uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, abbreviated stage of the path to enlightenment. So here, this shows us how Atisha's Lamp for the Path to Enlightenment uh, collects these uh, uh, um, Indian texts and the meanings within them, uh, uh, the authentic Indian commentaries and the meanings within them uh, in a summarized format. So when we say that it's like an ocean, here we, it shows how these scriptures are all contained within it and why it's compared to an ocean. Okay. Less so. Tata <laughs> Uh-huh. 
So first, uh, in the English, it says, I have given an explanation of the three types of persons. So the, the explanation of the beings of three capacities has been given. However, the stages of the path for the person of great capacity also include the paths for the other two types of persons in their entirety. Uh, thus, these two paths are parts or branches of the Mahayana path. Uh, and then there's a quote from Ashvagosha. Uh, his name in, is also Metidayan, the, in the cultivation of the conventional spirit of enlightenment. So it shows here that um, the, person of great the path for the person of great capacity includes those uh, paths within uh, the small capacity and medium capacity, and those pathways are similar to stairs. Uh, that lead one to the teachings for beings of great capacity. Here it says parts or branches. Uh, it could be also translated as stages or stairs. What the Matitan Kotam Shiri Matiba Kibaris, then I am the other two in a cool number channel, Omatanjo Shabaris, and the cool Tijabi, Shantu Sankuji Yazarwa. What so the first uh, part of the quote from Ashvagosha in the cultivation of the conventional spirit of enlightenment says, being harmless, truthful and chaste, not stealing, and giving away all your possessions, these are the deeds that give rise to happy rebirths. So here, this is very similar to the teachings for beings of small capacity, uh, and this is uh, here speaking of uh, the ethics uh, and um, the, of abandonment of the ten non-virtuous activities. And here the root four uh, non-virtues are uh, what these wor first words are referring to. Being harmless means abandoning uh, killing, uh, truthful, abandoning lying, uh, ch and ch chaste, abandoning sexual misconduct, and not stealing, abandoning uh, stealing. Uh, so here, uh, and, and by giving away all your possessions, these are the deeds that give rise to a happy rebirth. So then, then Rimche Garshane, the Injike, the Chala Tamche, the Te Te. Zimba Tanji Tawas, Tamariba Tawa. Zimba Tamayina, Zimba Tamayina, Sananga Tamaji, the Lugurota. Then I am Magajubo, Magajo, and then Jun Tamaji Zungaji to Zungalo. Tangshabina, 
Yeah. And so we'll do. So I was asking Rinpoche this giving away all your possessions. I, I think last week I asked the same question, but uh, this giving away all your possessions uh, is almost like um, he's using the, not, the name of, of generosity to implicitly be referring to getting rid of all of the ten non-virtuous activities. So these possess negative possessions. So giving away all of your possessions uh, by uh, engaging in generosity. Uh, this is a, a, a virtuous practice. But here this is speaking of, of giving away those, those negativities. So it's almost like uh, generosity is an uh, Im imputation. Uh, um, but it's really referring to getting, giving away these negativities. Dead school in the Cheka Set Ching. ตาลบไปลบไปลบไปตายจิกุสุชาจุเซงกุบกุสุชาจุชาจุเซงละเดจุริจุกุนะเอนะกุสุชาจุเซงตาตอนตอนชาจุเซงนี่กุสุชาจ
this first being harmless, re referring to abandoning killing, truthful, abandoning lying, chaste, abandoning sexual misconduct, or chaste, I'm not sure, I'm sorry, and not stealing, abandoning stealing. Uh, so these are the uh, four of among the ten non-virtuous activities. So if we uh, look at the ten non-virtuous activities, there are three of the body, killing, stealing, and sexual misconduct. There are four uh, of the speech, uh, lying, divisive speech, uh, um, uh, gossip, and harsh words. Uh, and there are three of the mind, um, uh, covetous, <coughs> harmful intent, and uh, wrong view. Uh, so here, uh, when it says these four, it's also referring to the others, and when it speaks of giving away all your possessions, it's speaking of giving these, getting rid of these uh, ten non-virtuous activities, these negativities. And by getting rid of these possessions, these negativities we possess, uh, uh, these deeds, uh, which are the deeds that get rid of those, give rise to happy rebirths. So it's very similar to what Atisha states about the person of small capacity, that through this ethical behavior one uh, is able to uh, have rebirth in the, the higher realms of cyclic existence. Now we've, uh, so that's the, the stages of the uh, path for beings of small <coughs> and now we're going to arrive at the stage of the path for beings of medium capacity within this quote. <laughs> Tonilabes <laughs> Okay, and <laughs> 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 
So once you have seen the suffering of cyclic existence, you cultivate the truth, the path, the true path to abandon it, and you eliminate the two misdeeds. These are the deeds that give rise to peace. Uh, so here, uh, the Buddha um, at the first turning of the wheel of Dharma stated that this is the superior truth of suffering, this is the superior truth of origin, uh, this is the superior truth of cessation, this is the superior truth of path, and then stated suffering is to be understood, origin abandoned, cessation achieved, and path to be meditated on or familiarized with. Uh, so here it says once you have seen the suffering of cyclic existence, once you uh, understand the suffering, so Buddha stated that suffering is to be understood, understand the eight types of suffering, the six types of suffering, three types of suffering, etc. So understanding what suffering is, uh, then one uh, um, uh, cultivates a path to abandon it. Uh, and it says you eliminate the two uh, misdeeds. Uh, so the path that one cultivates the is the path of the highest higher trainings. Um, uh, and that is the highest higher training in ethics, uh, concentration and wisdom uh, and the concentration and wisdom are referring to a calm abiding and special insight which utilize as their object of observation uh, emptiness uh, so the, ob the, ob the object of observation <coughs> is emptiness so uh, you cultivate the path to abandon that suffering and the path is the pathway of the three highest higher trainings and what you eliminate by doing so uh, is the origin that Buddha spoke of at the, in the second statement of the Four Noble Truths. Uh, origin is to be abandoned. Uh, and uh, when we look at this, uh, the word two misdeeds uh, and what it's referring to in this specific case, uh, it's referring to uh, the uh, two types of origin. Karma, that is origin, and affliction that, uh, afflictions that are origin. Um, so these are the misdeeds that one needs to eliminate. And it says these are the deeds that give rise to peace. So through cultivating a path and eliminating the origin, one is able to achieve liberation or nirvana. So this give rise to peace is referring to uh, liberation uh, or, if you will, nirvana. Uh, if, so this is the meaning uh, uh, within this uh, next stanza. Uh, and it's referring to the teachings for beings of medium capacity, which are pathways which lead to nirvana. What in the Casa Lumabay, Ku Dunga Yutune, Ponge, Debi Langoshi, Kanamat Nibumba, Denisha by Isatana, Adishage, Sibi de la Jersey, Debi Lele Dutani, Kaji Rajas, and Deni, Chibutan Dishes, what the Dabumu, in Chibatan Dutan. ทิเตมะระมะตะนะจิบะเรนโดงามะชูเดชิปะชุงชุโลกะลาสุนงามะจิบะตะตะมะตะตะจิบะชุงโมตะตะมะระเบะชูชูทริลาสุนจิชิเ
where it says, being harmless, deceitful, and chastity, stealing, giving away all your possessions, these are the deeds that give rise to happy rebirth. We can compare that to the stanza within the lamp for the path to enlightenment that deals with the teachings for beings of small capacity, where it says, know to be least those persons who diligently strive to attain solely the joys of cyclic existence by any means for their welfare alone. Uh, and then this next um, section, it says, once you have seen the suffering of cyclic existence, you cultivate the true path to abandon it, and you eliminate the two misdeeds. These are the deeds that give rise to peace. Here it says, those persons are called medium, uh, and this is in the lamp for the path to enlightenment, who stop sinful actions, turn their backs on the joys of cyclic existence, and diligently just strive for their own peace. Uh, so we can see the comparison uh, uh, between we can compare these two and see their similarities uh, dealing with the small and medium uh, scope. What the man did that going to a larger day, Nandu Maji, like his Chibu Jumu, the Tumu Majerimba, did the Tumu Lanjiba Kangalo, and they shall teach him on Lujan and Yaleji Woods, the Tiba Chimbi, Laji and Ladi, Chashis and Yaladis, Kinta Tambuniba Dabuddis. So the teachings uh, for beings of small and medium capacity are considered uh, teachings that are shared in common with beings of small uh, and medium capacity because the teachings for beings of great capacity include uh, uh, the other two types of persons, it says here, in their entirety. Uh, so um, they are like uh, parts of uh, the person of great capacity's uh, path or stairs uh, um, um, stages or stairs uh, uh, for the person of great capacity to traverse or, or go through. Um, so this, uh, this is why they are called uh, teachings in common uh, and they are included within these the small and medium uh, pathways are included within the person of great, great capacity, the path for a person of great capacity. What the Jibbishini launched Shes Okay. Chenna 
So, a person of great capacity should practice all these. They are branches of the path of the supreme determination to be free. The knowledge that all phenomena are emptiness creates the stream of compassion for all beings. Limitless deeds of skill and means are the activity of the supreme determination to be free. So here, uh, this is referring to the determination to achieve Buddhahood, uh, the looking for beings of great capacity. So it says a person of great capacity should practice all of these. So all of these are in common. They are all stages or branches of this path, parts of the path for the person of great capacity. And knowledge of the phenomena, that phenomena are emptiness here, um, is showing that when one uh, recognizes the, uh, the emptiness of phenomena, that things are not truly established, uh, it uh, gets rid of that mistaken view uh, um, which grasps at things as being truly established. Um, and by getting rid of that grasping at true establishment, uh, then one is able to um, um, begin to look at the various types of suffering. Um, and, and uh, understand the suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, the pervasive compounded suffering, uh, and, and so forth. And by then an analyzing uh, these types of suffering, uh, because the mistaken views uh, have been removed, uh, one then begins to look at others and develop compassion for them. So by la recognizing the lack of true establishment of phenomena, uh, one is able to then uh, recognize uh, other, other mistaken uh, ways of looking at things uh, and analyze the various types of suffering and then turn towards others and develop compassion for them uh, once one has <coughs> the determination to be free for him or herself. Uh, so this, uh, um, and then it says limitless deeds of skill and means. So this is referring to the practice of the different perfections of the bodhisattva the practice of the six perfections, the practice of the ten perfections. Uh, these are the skill and means that allows one... Uh, these are the uh, skill and means, it says, are the activity of the supreme determination to uh, be free. So, uh, the, the Rinpoche, the... That's... That's Yanjir Sherana. The... The Chu Tamche Tomani Garshane, the Ninji. Chadantanje, Tiwanga Lezane, and then Duano Kuala Kuzu, the Sultan Hijim with his lesser. Hijim with the Tomungashi, Dalajin, Denzi Marua, Tomungashi Dalaj, Dagan Dishing Monachachi, Denzi Delatene, and then Dushatu Kondichi, Lezane, and then Duaka Dungan Waris, and the Dungan the Tenanyavi, Hijim with his lesser. Chuku Tumba need two visit. Chuna Tabamaruba the Shizuna. Chuna 
clarify more of the part about the emptiness so that because uh, I felt as though I missed a, a small part of it um, uh, here in showing how uh, um, the knowledge of all phenomena as being emptiness creates the stream of compassion for beings Rimche quoted the Madhyamika Avatara where Chandrakirti states beings think I at first and cling to self uh, they think of mine and are attached to things they thus turn helplessly as buckets on a water wheel and to compassion for such beings, uh, uh, I bow down. So here Chandrakirti pays homage to uh, compassion. So first there's this uh, I, grasping at the, this establishment of self uh, and then this clinging uh, to I and mine. Uh, so, uh, and then as a result, there is suffering. Uh, so once one recognizes the nature of these things and, and, and recognizes the nature of the different types of suffering, suffering of change, pervasive compounded suffering, the suffering of suffering, uh, and recognizes from one side that it is this clinging to I and mine, this grasping at true establishment that creates this, then one turns to others and recognizes their forms of suffering and then develops compassion for them. Uh, so it's through this understanding of, of the <coughs> nature of phenomenon uh, from one side uh, that one is able to get rid of this mistaken view uh, that grasps at true establishment. And, and it's the same thing that uh, if one believes that a rope is a snake in a dimly lit room, the one thing that uh, gets rid of that mistaken view is the understanding that it is a rope and not a snake. And likewise, what gets rid of the grasping at true establishment that is the, really the root of, of cyclic existence is the acknowledgement of the lack of true establishment um, of things. Uh, and this is how uh, this understanding of emptiness, and it says here this is how the knowledge that all phenomena are emptiness creates the stream of compassion for all beings. It serves as the basis for uh, this true realization. So when one sees that uh, uh, um, all phenomena, uh, the grasping at phenomena is being truly established is the root of one's own suffering, uh, then he or she recognizes that the, um, the realization that the lack of true establishment uh, gets rid of that. Uh, one develops a desire to definitely emerge uh, from cyclic existence. Uh, and then based on that desire to definitely emerge from cyclic existence because of the recognition of one's own suffering, uh, then one can develop compassion for others. And Shantideva's uh, Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life uh, Bodhichara Avatara, it states that uh, how uh, 
wh- how can one understand other suffering if uh, he or she hasn't understand his or her own plight? Uh, so uh, one first understands his or her own suffering uh, and then develops a desire to emerge and then can develop compassion uh, for others after realizing one's own uh, state. Uh, uh, so this is uh, um, how um, uh, this uh, com- knowledge of all phenomena, uh, that all phenomena are emptiness, creates the stream of compassion uh, for all beings. Uh, because it, it's this knowledge that develops the renunciation, that develops the ability to look towards others properly. What the language of the Raju to be doing it, Kashi Jinji Dungaku, and that's the Bakun of the Tabutu, Chevichamata. Raju to be doing it, just won't do, and the Susu Jill Dunga, Chiganashi Dunga, the Sandamatane, Nanu Samba Yoba Yina, and the day Jusinji, then the Jail may be Nijin with his mother. ドナルドテナニョビネティオンクレスヤダセボクテチュビチュイノスシジェタジドナタヤドナドナタワロンゴンドゲゴバデバデバチュビチュレスマルバラジュトビドナチェカシジェジドナゴンヤダセボクネド
Therefore, in this instance, teachers lead you neither to the path for persons with small capacity who make their goal mere happiness of cyclic existence, nor to the path for persons of medium capacity who make their goal the mere liberation from cyclic existence for their own sake. Rather, they take some of the paths that are common to these two types of persons and make them prerequisites for leading you to the path for persons of great capacity. Thus, they make them components of the training in the path for the persons of great capacity. Uh, so here, this is showing uh, um, how these are prerequisites. These are causes um, for the path of great capacity. Um, and it, it states that the teachers are not teaching specifically now this is the teaching for being of small capacity uh, when they're giving a teaching for beings of great capacity. They're teaching the things that are in common with beings of small capacity, teaching shared in common with beings of medium capacity uh, uh, in order for the arisal of the person of great capacity. Uh, because if, uh, for instance, uh, we look at a bodhisattva, uh, um, without going for refuge to the three jewels, there is no Buddhism. Uh, so one is not a Buddhist unless he or she goes for refuge to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. So the practitioner of uh, great capacity has to go for refuge because he or she is a Buddhist. So then this becomes a, a prerequisite for the path. And we look at the next, the ethics, which is the abandonment of the ten non-virtuous activities. If the Bodhisattva doesn't abandon the ten non-virtuous activities, then he or she will go to hell. To the lower realms. Uh, so there has to be this abandonment uh, of the ten non-virtuous activities in order for uh, um, uh, the bodhisattva not to go to the lower realms. And then if we look at the acknowledgement of uh, one's uh, downfalls, um, it's necessary uh, for this purification uh, to, take to take place 
um, uh, for the, the bodhisattva as well. So all of these practices that we find for the teaching uh, of being of small capacity are called common because they are shared in common um, uh, with small capacity and great capacity because the great capacity practitioner has to practice all of these. Uh, so uh, if the bodhisattva um, uh, um, uh, then it, we look at the teachings for beings of medium capacity of the three highest higher trainings the highest higher training in ethics highest higher training in concentration and wisdom and then specifically the, the, the concentration uh, being a single point in concentration which has as its object of observation emptiness and a wisdom which has as its object of observation uh, emptiness uh, um, if if the uh, practitioner of the great capacity first, uh, for instance, doesn't have the determination to be free, the desire to definitely emerge, then the mind that aspires to enlightenment would be lost. The bodhicitta would be lost. So uh, it's necessary, which is to first have this determination to be free, but then also have these practices of the highest higher trainings in order uh, um, to realize the uh, uh, goals of the great uh, capacity practitioner. So that's why these teachings for beings of medium capacity are considered in common. Uh, so here uh, it's stating that it's like stairs or uh, parts of the path. So the teachers aren't uh, giving a teaching, okay, this is the class for small capacity students uh, when, uh, when uh, isn't separating them uh, when giving a teaching on great capacity, but is rather showing how they are in common uh, with a, a teaching of great capacity. And all of the topics contained within those smaller and, and medium scopes are necessary uh, 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 prerequisites for the great uh, vehicle. Uh, and just as the uh, bodhicitta is the door into the Mahayana, uh, or refuge is the door into uh, uh, Buddhism, these are the uh, these small and medium scope practices are the door into the great vehicle, into the uh, teachings of great capacity. So this first point uh, deals with Ashvagosha's uh, explanation uh, about how these are uh, stages or prerequisites or state parts of the pathway. All these these practices are parts of the and now we've arrived at Baba Vega's section where it shows that by thinking of these small and medium scope practices it allows one to have the arisal of the great scope practices so in Baba Vega's heart of the middle way uh, we find uh, this ex we, we find this point uh, so now we're in this section so the Baba Vega was a practitioner of the Middle Way School, and specifically, when Middle Way School has two divisions, uh, consequence and autonomy, Baba Vega was a 
Uh, and then the Middle Way Autonomy School has two divisions. Uh, the Middle Way, uh, the Yogic uh, Middle Way Autonomy and the Sutra Middle Way Autonomy. Um, so the uh, um, Baba Vega was a practitioner of the Middle Way Autonomy leading towards the sut uh, uh, Sutra tradition, Sutra school, Satrantika school. Uh, and uh, Shandarashita was a practitioner of the Yogic uh, Autonomy school, which is similar to the Mind Only school. Uh, so the Middle Way Autonomy leaning towards the mind-only school. So Shandarashita was a practitioner of that school. Uh, so uh, Baba Vega was a great uh, scholar of the Middle Way philosophy, but specifically the Middle Way autonomy uh, leading towards the Sutra school. So the Atisha, Lord Atisha and Ashvagosha were practitioners of the Middle Way Consequence School. Baba Vega was a practitioner of the Middle Way Autonomy School. Uh, but the explanation of the uh, um, the stages of the path for beings of three capacities is the same. Mm-hmm. But Shooting 
Dungeji Dungayun Ware, Jui Dungayun Ware, Chaban Dujiji Dungayun Ware, Mandujin the Chiyun Ware, Mandujin the Nayun Ware, Mandujin the Gibichan Ware, what the Dungatuzun Ware, Tinsuza, Nasu Letting as you done up with his mother. Learn the Tata Tomejan. Tatanaya, done up with the inner than the daddies and what in the Tomejis you are, Lutz Archibores, Lut Nivachibores, Tatana Tusha. Therefore, uh, once once you have developed the desire to take full advantage of this uh, human life of leisure and opportunity, as explained before, you must know how to take uh, full advantage of it. Uh, with respect to that, uh, Baba Vega's heart of the middle way states. So here, uh, the human life, this human basis of leisure, the eight leisures, uh, and the ten opportunities that were mentioned before. Uh, uh, so we have this basis. So now. Uh, it says, because this basis is pre presently here, one must take advantage of it, make use of it. Uh, so it says, these bodies are insubstantial, like banana trees and bubbles. Who would not give them a substance that is like Mount Meru by making them conditions for helping others? Those bodies are basis of, for sickness, old age, and death. Those who have good character and compassion make them in each moment a basis for promoting happiness in others. This life of leisure is free of the eight conditions of non-leisure with the lamp of the sublime teaching, making good use of this leisure through the deeds of a person of great capacity. So here it's speaking of uh, making use of this basis that we have, this basis of eight leisures uh, and ten opportunities. And in Arya Deva's uh, 400 verses, uh, there's a similar uh, thought where it states that in some ways uh, the, the human basis seems like an enemy uh, because it's uh, from this basis that all of the sufferings occur. So because we have this human basis, we have to get sick, or old, and die. We have the suffering of suffering. We have the suffering of change. Uh, we have the pervasive compounded suffering. So we have all of these types of suffering. So Arya Davis says, in some ways, it seems like our body is an enemy, like a weapon uh, against us. But in other ways, if we look at it, we can use it as a basis to, with such potential to engage in, if we can abide for a long time uh, in it, we can uh, accumulate vast amounts of merit because of its potential that it has and its abilities. So in some ways, it seems like it's our enemy, but from it, we are able to uh, um, accumulate so much merit if we can abide it in a long time. So uh, it's very similar uh, to that where it says these bodies are the basis for sickness, old age, uh, and death. So here it's saying uh, our body's like a banana tree. A banana tree, once it perishes, it's over. Once it, the, the fruit uh, is, is uh, riper, once it, it has its season, I don't know how you would say this properly, I'm sorry, but I, I, it perishes and then it is no more. Uh, like a bubble, uh, once the, the bubble pops, the bubble is no more. So it's saying that our bodies are as insubstantial as these things, uh, that, um, because of impermanence. Uh, so 
here it's saying because of, of this, we should take advantage of this basis that we have of leisure and opportunity. Of eight le we have eight leisures, we have ten opportunities. We should take advantage of it because it's, it's not as stable uh, as it seems and, and now is the time to bec take advantage of it because of that. Uh, so it looks like we're out of time. Uh, thank you all for coming and we will resume next week. Right? Yes. Uh, on Sunday. Uh, so do the conclude. I'm sorry? Oh. All right. So we'll do the concluding. Ma, I'm sorry we didn't have time for questions. I didn't even see the clock was uh, what time it was. So. Concluding, beginning with the concluding model offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara attends in Yatso. May you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kenso Wandak, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts, with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tujiram Chi Gutsi Shabi Denonat.